Okay, uh, good evening everybody. It's great to, uh, to see you again. Um, so tonight is, uh, we began, just now, a moment ago, uh, Lagba Omer. And we know that Lagba Omer is the day the Talmudi Rabbi Akiva, the students of Rabbi Akiva, um, who had died, 24,000 of them who had passed away in a plague, um, they stopped dying in Lagba Omer. It would be a fortuitous uh, day for us as well. Um, and the reason in the Gemara given for that plague was that they were tremendous but they didn't treat each other with proper kavod. So I thought that as we are uh, going through some of the midos that Rabbi Volbi likes to teaches in his sefer, we would talk tonight about the midah of kavod. And if you're asking yourself, I don't really ever think of kavod or honor or dignity as a midah. Um, so that's sort of exactly the point. Um, and we've all be really going to see in this piece, it's just, this is another piece from the second Sefer, the second volume. It's the eighth chapter in uh, Shara Shani. But um, this, this piece ha- happens to be a great example of how Volby breaks down a, it's hard to even call it a character trait, um, but a concept, a construct that we all use in our, in our daily lives. And um, Shara, it's actually one of the most important and fundamental concepts that we need in all of our relationships in life. So Rabbi begins by saying as follows. He says, Our world is a world of evaluations. Right? Everything has a value. What the value in general of most things in the world What's the value of anything is how much someone's willing to pay for it, right? Whether that is a particular item, whether that's a skill or a service, the way we, we evaluate how much something is worth is typically by how much someone would pay for it. So that's great, except when you're trying to evaluate a human being. So you're going to tell me there's like Misechta and Shas known as Arachin or Erechin, where we talk about actually this value for a human being. So that's more in terms of a, a specific question of a person wants to donate the amount of money, their value. So if they were a slave, how much that would, how much that would be worth? Fine. But in general, there's no dollar amount, no value that exists for a human being. So what then is the way that we value a human being? And the end in Cesar Volbi is with kavod. The honor, or we could or maybe translate it at times as dignity, with which a person is lives their life, or that's given to somebody else, um, and and Revolbi writes, "Kol Adam Zakuk Every person needs to feel that they have value. and their life depends on it. In fact, he writes at the altar of Slavarka, Svifinkel, uh, he writes that quite literally. And he says as follows, I'll read you the line. He says, No person can live without feeling that they're honored in a certain sense. All of a, if a person's, all of their dignity was taken from them, they would die. Right? It's really the truth. Because every person needs to feel valued. And needs to feel that they have value. Um, and 
that doesn't necessarily mean that we're totally dependent on others to feel our value, right? They are, hopefully, we value ourselves. We know what our value is. And if a person has that sense of self to know what their value is and how much they're worth, so then what can happen? If I know how much kavod right, I deserve, not in the, not in the negative sense, but in, the, in a healthy sense, so then what am I able to do? Then I can go ahead and be mechabed somebody else. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. Um, because really it's only when I feel that I have value, that I have the, the strength of self to show somebody else how much value they have, to be them. In fact, the Mishnah in Pirkei Ava says, Ezehu Muchubad, who is an honorable person, HaMechabed HaSabriyo, someone who's able to show kavod to other people. Okay. And Revobi continues and explains that the reason kavod is the way of evaluating a person is for a very simple reason. It's because kavod is not something that has a physical value. If I'd ask you, how much kavod does uh, X person deserve versus Y person? So you might say that person is a very honored person. It's a person who people respect. People have a lot of respect for that individual. The, the things that they say are taken very seriously. You know, as opposed to other individuals, maybe less so. But you can't give me a number value. You can't tell me how much. There's no way to, va- to evaluate the amount of kavod. It's not something you can... It's not a physical entity. It's more of a spiritual concept, more of an esoteric concept. Um, and, and that fits very nicely for a human being because a human being, in the end of the day, is not physical either. Yes, we have a physical body. But what makes us human is our nefesh, our neshama. Therefore, the way to evaluate a human being who is not spiritual, sorry, who is not physical and is only spiritual, is by giving a non-physical value system. And that is what's referred to as kavod. I know it's hard to understand what this means exactly. As we move further along, we're going to have a better sense of what, what this really means. And to take it a little further, think about how we refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What do we say in Kedusha? Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Hashem Tzvakos, Melo Chola, Aretz Kivado. Hashem is Kadosh, Hashem is Holy. And Melo Chol Haaretz Kivado. Right? So what does that mean literally? It means that the entire world is filled with the kavod of Hashem. So what does that mean? So Hashem is Kadosh, right? Hashem is holy. Kadosh typically means that He's unique and separate from anything physical. So how do you, how do you describe the grandeur of a Kadosh Baruch Hu? How do you describe God's greatness? How do you give value to a Kadosh Baruch Hu's greatness? The fact that He created the whole entire world, the world itself is a description of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, and in the sense of, of who He really is. And this revelation of who God is is referred to as Kivodo, and the whole world is filled with it. So what we see then is that whenever there's kedusha, whenever there's something that is holy, that's spiritual, that's sanctified, that's unique and different in a non-physical sense, there's the need for kavod, for recognizing that unique spiritual sense that exists. Kedusha requires kavod as a recognition of that kedusha. That's what Kavod really is. It's the way we recognize the Kadosh Baruch Hu. And in fact, we have an entire parsha that we read just this past Shabbos. Parsha's Emor, which is, describes that connection between Kedusha and Kavod over and over again in multiple ways. The, 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 the parsha talks about how the Kohen Gadol dresses, how the Kohen Gadol, who he's supposed to marry, what he's supposed to eat, how he's supposed to conduct himself, when he can become Tamei, when he can't. 
It's the way he, the way someone of this elevated level of kedusha, how they're expected to act and behave and dress. Uh, the kedusha of korbanos, and because korbanos have a certain kedusha, there are rules and regulations as to how we treat them, where we can eat them, how long we can eat them, and what state do we have to be in? What do we have to be wearing? Do we have to go to the mikvah first, etc.? The the respect and dignity that we give to a korban because again because it's kadosh, and then we go to the mitzvah literally of the mitzvah kesh Hashem, the 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 idea that we it's our job to show the world what. A life lived uh, by, by the dictates of a Kaddish Baruch is all about. Because when there's Kedusha, that means that it, has, it brings with it a responsibility upon others to show kavod, to show respect. Because kavod is the way, again, that we show the value of that spiritual thing. So when I have something that is special, something that is spiritual, it's a responsibility. It, it, it's, the way Rebbe says it, it's, it's mechaev. It, it, it automatically you know, uh, creates a situation where we need to go ahead and show that respect to it, to show the seriousness of that item, that individual, that person, that being, be that the Kodesh Baruch. And if that's true, we can understand the words, the word covered itself, right? What does the word covered itself mean? So, well, we write that, that the word covered comes from the Shorish of Kaved, Kaf, Beis, Dalek, Kaved means heavy, or, or important, right? When I'm mechabet someone, I show that they have value. And David Revolby says it, when I, when I give somebody the time of day, right? when, I, when someone comes to talk to me and I look them in the eye and I, and I put my phone away and I have a conversation and I pretend there's no one else except for that person, what am I doing? I'm being mechabet to that person. I'm showing them kavod. Why? Because I'm treating them seriously, like they matter, like there's something inside of them that I can see and I can appreciate. And when I show them that, when I michabed someone, I show that they are kaved, that they're weighty, that they're serious, that they're meaningful, that they mean something to me. What's the opposite of something that's kaved? Something that is kal, koflamed. Something that's light and doesn't really mean much. That's the showish of the other word, mikalel, right? To curse somebody. Right? When you treat somebody like they're a kal, like they're a nobody, so you treat them as if they have no value, as if they're meaningless. That's the way it feels, right? When someone gives you the time of day when someone responds to you and looks at you and talks to you, especially someone, by the way, who we think deserves a lot of kavod. Someone who is someone that we look up to, we think that person has value, and they think that we have value, it, 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 it brightens you up like nothing else, right? It gives you that sense that you matter. That's what it means to be mechabed somebody else, to show them that you see that they have something inside of them, not physically, not on the outside, but there's something about their person, the humanity, the kedusha, the tzalmalakim in them that you recognize. And when you show that, you recognize that, that's what it means to be mechabed, to show cover to somebody else. So let's just, and let's make one last point. Um, when I spend my day in search of kavod, if I'm always looking for people to send kavod my way, then I can't offer it to anybody else as a vobi. Why? Because kavod, by definition, is by searching for that which is meaning, that which is, that, that which is special about somebody else. But if I'm always looking for it just for myself, right, as the center of the universe, and that everyone needs to send kavod my way, so then again, I don't, I'm, I'm just probably that's because I don't feel that I really have value right on my own. And then it's hard for me to then 
be machabed somebody else. And we'll talk about more about that as we as we move along. But the bottom line, just to summarize the first piece, and this is really the the, the introduction that Revolve gives to the concept of kavod, is that kavod is a way of evaluating something spiritual because things items that are spiritual, things that are spiritual don't have a value in the physical world, and and it's it's why we show the value of a kadosh. It's the way we show the value of a kadosh baruch Hu and of human beings because human beings have that same talmud that chelak that piece of a kadosh baruch Hu, literally inside of each and every one of us, and it's an expression of the inner value of somebody else. And so then when I give kavod, when I show someone that they matter, I'm showing that it's reflecting my recognition of that which is found inside that person. Okay. As Revolve continues to explain how, how we can understand and appreciate this, this, this concept known as kavod, as he does always, before I can come to recognize the need for kavod in somebody else, I first have to recognize my own value. Right? And the way I recognize my own value is by actually being machabed myself. And that sounds selfish for a minute, so we're going to explain what that means. It's not how it sounds. Um, there's a Gemara in Kiddushin that says something wild. Gemara in Kiddushin, on Daf Mem Amid Beis, 40b, says something uh, very strange. It says, Tanra banan ha bashuk. If a person eats in the marketplace, ha doma la like a dog, they can't testify in court. And the Gemara goes on to explain that a person who eats, eats while they're standing in the marketplace, basically whatever the example was for them in their time, but it's someone who's, uh, you know, it's, it's not a very uh, you know, graceful or respectful way to, 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 to eat. You're standing, you're leaning on something, your, your face is, you know, it's disgusting, you're getting crumbs everywhere. It's just not a way for a human being to be. And Rashi says, why such a strong... Uh, What's going on here? What is it? What's so wrong with the person's doing? And Rashi says, because the person is eno makbid akvodo, because the person doesn't care about their own dignity. And the bottom line is what it means to say is that a person who acts in a way in public that is not, it's unbecoming of them, right? Of a human being, of a person. So then it's actually, it reflects in a negative way about that person because they don't seem to care very much about their own dignity. So you might say, who cares? That's their, that's their choice. A person can be mochal on their own dignity. So I'm not, I'm not so dignified. What do you want from me? It doesn't matter. That's my choice. But the point is, is that kavod is the way of acting on the outside, which is a reflection of how I feel about myself on the inside. Right? And when I act in a kavodic way for myself, so I'm, if, I, if I show myself dignity, then I show that I have self-worth and that I value myself. And the way Revolvi says it is he says, Kavod huan haga chitzonit. It's an outward thing sometimes that we do. It's because I, ha- I recognize there's something special inside of me. And when I recognize that I have a certain kedusha, a certain potential that's inside of me, I'm not just a physical being. I have so much more than that. Then I'm expected to actually act on the outside in a certain way, which reflects that sense of dignity. We've all seen people who are dignified. People who, who walk a certain way, they talk a certain way, they dress a certain way, not because they're trying to show off, but because they're just dignified people. They, show, they, they, they have a self-respect. And, I don't think we, and I'm not talking about somebody who dresses in a way that everyone should look at them, or dresses in a way, or acts in a way, or talks in a way that people should see how wonderful they are. Just the opposite. These are people who are humble 
and they're, they're not looking for anyone to look at them, but they, they just act in a way that reflects a certain, I know who I am, I know what I'm here to do, and I also treat myself with a certain amount of kavod. And in fact, the Rambam writes in Hechos Deus in the fifth parak, he has a long piece where he talks about how a Tamachacham is supposed to dress, how they're supposed to talk, how they're supposed to walk. He says Tamachacham should never have, a, have any type of a stain on their clothing. And it's also almost like this. I remember when I was in, in, in Yeshiva in Shalvim, and there was a Rambam that my, when my Rebbeim of Ezra Shapiro taught to all of us, and I was thinking, like, I'm not Tamachacham, I'm just a regular person. And the point is, obviously, that it's really not for a Tamachacham only. It's any person who recognizes that they're, they're a representative of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. Right? That we all have that ability. That there's, it, it means there's a certain way I, I, I hold myself. I hold myself to a certain standard. And, and Revolvi says that this really comes from what he calls a sense of adinut nefesh, which really is translated as mindfulness. And it takes a little bit of thought to say, you know what? What do, I, what do I look like when I walk out on the street? And does it reflect for myself, the way that I feel about myself, in a positive way, in a respectful way, in a dignified way? Because there's something, because I have something special to give to the world, and I matter. And Revolvi writes that, he goes, and this is Revolvi himself writing this many years ago, he says, L'Rabim nireis hanhaga zos kisil sul His most people think is ridiculous. Who cares? Right? And it's true a thousand times more today, right? It's just not something that people really care about. And, every, and if anything, sometimes people mock it. The idea that a person will be careful to go out dressed a certain way, you know, they, they have a certain self-respect. Oh, they, they dress so fancy. They're so careful. Who cares? What does it matter? Don't be so, uh, don't be, uh, you know, don't care so much what people think about you. And, the, and, and really it's the opposite, right? It's what I think about myself. That's really where it comes from. And, uh, and Revolvi says, the answer is, it, it does matter. Right? Because again, it's that, res- that's, it's that sense of, of, of being dignified. Not for other people, but for myself. I was one time in the, at, a, at a supermarket, and a, uh, I was checking out. And I guess I always look overdressed when I go to the supermarket, because I'm overdressed just about anywhere I go. Um, and the, and the, the woman who was checking, me, checking out, and the clerk there, she was an, an, an older woman, um, and she said to me, so nice to see somebody dressed so nicely. She goes, most people walk around like they're in kindergarten. I didn't know what she was talking about. Uh, that was very funny. You know, like, I think I just, oh, you know, I overdressed. But it, it reflects that same point, I think, that she, she is in, it comes from a different, you know, a different, a different era. She feels that we should be a little careful about how we dress when we go out. Fine. Um, and this is, this is something that Revolvi talks about all the time, the, the importance of a person recognizing their own value first. Because when I recognize my own value, when I have my own self-esteem, my own sense that I matter, and that I have chashivas, and that I have kedusha inside of me, so then what can happen, then I can go ahead, and I can give it to somebody else. And that's where he turns to in the next part of the Sefer. The next part that he talks about really is, how do I turn into a person who gives kavod to others? And he quotes a Mishnah in Perkyavos. The Mishnah in Perkyavos uh, says as follows. Says as follows. Rabbi Elazar ben Shamua Omer Yehi Kavod Tamidcha Chaviva Lecha Kishacha. A person who is a teacher, so the the kavod of their student should be as important to them as their own kavod. The kavod chavercha kemor rabcha, and the and the respect you show to your friend should be like the way you show respect to your rebbe. 
The way you should respect to your Rebbe should be like the cover you show to HaKadosh Baruch If you notice, each step is a little higher than yourself, which is very interesting. We're going to talk about that in a second. And there's another Gemara. There's Gemara in Brachos and Dav Kavches. The Gemara in Brachos says like this, Tana Rabbanam. The Gemara has a lot of stories like this, of Tamil HaChachamim who were sick and they're about to pass away. And their students come to them looking for like some, some, some diamond. Give me some last lesson I can learn before you pass away. And, they said, and he said to them, his students came in to visit him. They said, Teach us something that can get us into the next world. Right? What's going to be that key for us to get us into Olam They said to them, he said to them, Make sure, be very careful of the kavod, of the dignity, dignity of your friends. So that's not some big chiddish to us. We know you have to be being mechabit someone, giving kavod and honor to other people is very important, but Vobi points out, no, he says, We think that giving someone respect to another human being, so that's like nice, right? That's like a nice thing to be a good person, right? You can't just keep halacha, you have to also be a good person. But no, Rabbi Lezer revealed, This is the midah that gets me to the next world. This is not just some nice idea of being a nice person, it is the key. To getting myself to Allah Ba. How could that be? What, is it, what does that even mean? That it's, it's that important. But again, if we understand what we've said until now, it actually makes a lot of sense, right? Because if kavod is a recognition of the panemius, the internal beauty that's found inside every single person, to understand the depth of a person's soul and their tzalim alakim, and we're, we become people who can do that, then we appreciate the Kedusha inside every single person. We look at the world in an entirely different way. It's a halacha, in general, that kavod abrios, many times you have halacha and isn't there abundant for sure, dine there abundant rabbinic halachos, that we will get rid of and negate because of kavod abrios. If it's going to embarrass somebody, someone will be undignified because of that halacha. There are times when Chazal say that we remove a dinder abanan, and sometimes even a dinder raisin may play kavod abrios because of the respect, the human dignity that each and every per- that each and every person deserves. There are examples also of tamidi chachamim, or great great individuals, who are machabed other people, and there's a lesson there also. We have stories when it comes time for Moshe Rabbeinu to uh, to choose a group. He tells it says that Yoshua bachar lanu anashin. Let's together. Choose people to help us out. There's a story tell Chazanish that one time he went to a, to a principal, a young guy who was a principal of one of the, one of the small yeshivas. And he says, I, I, you know, he needed his help with uh, setting up a shidduch or something. And he says, why don't we together sit and discuss it? You can tell me what you think. I want to get your opinion. The guy said, like, it felt like a, you know, a million dollars. Chazanish wants my opinion. You know, and, and, and that's been, it's been my, my, my experience with some of my rebellion who will sometimes, you know, they'll pull a student over. I've had it with one of my rabbis one time pulled me over and said, you know, I want to get your advice. What do you think we should do about the following? He didn't need my advice. But it, 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 gave, it gave me such a lift that that rabbi thinks that I matter, that my opinion matters, that what I think matters. Because 
if he thinks that my opinion matters because he thinks there's something special inside of me. And so says Ravobi, well, what, what's this idea we mentioned before that the mission says that each level is higher, right? That if, I, if it's my friend, I treat my friend like my Rebbe, my Rebbe like the Kodesh Baruch Hu, like, right? And if I'm a Rebbe, I treat my student like myself. Why always the next level? So he quotes from Viruchim, his Rebbe. Viruchim says that if a person would shoot for the higher level, so maybe they'll get to the basic level. And if I try to treat my, my friend like my Rebbe, so maybe I'll be able to treat him like myself even, right? Because that's hard enough. To give someone else kavod is, uh, is such a hard thing. And, and, and I think the reason it's so hard um, is because not hurting somebody, not to say something harmful, so that's, that's, you know, that, that's easy. And it's not easy, but it's quantifiable. I know what not to say. But to show kavod, it's a much, it requires an appreciation of something very deep inside a person. Um, and also, we feel sometimes when we machabit somebody else, we feel like we're giving something up. Right? When I give cover to somebody else, like if I give somebody else cover, it, it feels like I'm losing my own. Right? To help somebody, the story of Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, he, was on, he was on the floor when Yisrael comes to visit, and the Medrash says that, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu was on the floor, you know, like serving everybody. So it looks like, for a minute, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be less dignified because of that. And the answer, of course, is just the opposite, right? The, the greatest kavod is to be a person who shows kavod to other people. But, it's, but, it, when you, but we have that fight within ourselves sometimes. If I show kavod to somebody else, it's like, I, I'm gonna, somehow we feel we're going to lose. We're going to lose out. Uh, especially if it's somebody to whom we feel, I don't know, maybe they don't deserve the kavod. Maybe there's someone who's slighted us in the past. Someone who doesn't always act so dignified. And if we mechabit them, we feel like, you know, they don't deserve it. But really, again, it's just the opposite. When I'm able, because every person has something special inside of them. And if I'm able to look inside and to see that person, say, that person deserves, deserves that too. That person can have my seat. That person can, right? It, it, it reveals so much more about ourselves than it does about them. So the, the question, though, is, and there's just two more points I want to make. One point is that, how do we do this? So Revolbi ends many of his, the pieces in these, in these sections by trying to give some, something practical that a person can do to try to enhance their ability to be mechabe to other people, to give shokava to others. And he writes, in this case, he says, it's very hard to give you something practical to do, something physical. What, to get up when someone comes in and let them have your seat? That's very nice, but that's not going to solve it. Why? Because what kavod really is, the midah of kavod, is having an appreciation for other people. And so Volpi says, because what is kavod? Kavod comes out of a, it's almost like an overwhelming sense of how special that person is that I want, that I want, to, I want to do something for them. And I want to show them, or even just with my words or just with the way I look at them, that they have value. So if always says, if your person wants to work on how to be mechabits, other people, spend a few minutes every day looking around at other people. See, these days we spend our time, most of our time in our house. We'll get there in a second. But sometimes, sometime in our lives, we'll be outside in the world and we're going to see random people. Right? Or people we work with or people we don't have so much to do with. And he says, take a minute Look around the room and look at somebody who you don't really know or you think you know and ask yourself, what might be something really special and beautiful about that person? Something that they might do in their life that you don't know about that makes them truly unique and beautiful because everybody has it. We just don't always see it. And Volby says, don't work on how to actively give someone else kavod. Work on how to see people for who they really are. 
sit and watch people and say, you know what? There's probably something really beautiful inside that person. I'll tell you a, a, a beautiful task. There's a halach that when you, when a person has the unfortunate scenario of they're giving a eulogy, so you're not supposed to lie in the eulogy. The eulogy is supposed to reflect the truth about somebody, who the person was. However, the Shulchan Aruch says, you can exaggerate a little bit. So the Taz says, how do you exaggerate a little bit? That's ridiculous. How can I exaggerate? If the person wasn't that way, it's not an accurate eulogy. It's not going to give Nechama to the family. Said the Taz, because everybody is a little bit better than we realize. If you're exaggerating a little, you're probably speaking the truth of what other people are really like. Says Revolpi, spend that, that extra minute a day, seeing that in somebody else. But I want to end with one last point. And that is that Revolvi writes that the more, the closer we are to somebody else, it's easier to find a stranger and say, oh, that person's probably beautiful. The more I know somebody, the harder it is to be mechavit them. Why? Because I know them so intimately. I know every good thing about them and I know every negative thing about them. And there's almost nothing hidden. And the person who's the most that way in my life is my spouse. Right? I know my spouse better than I know any person in my life. She knows me better than... Right? There, there's no person who knows, hopefully, who knows you as well as your spouse, who you know as well as your spouse. But because of that, it's much harder to step back and see at times. Again, on the one hand, you can see the beauty in that person because you know them so well. But you also sometimes have a harder time stepping back. And we recognize their flaws more easily. And most importantly, our spouse cares what we think more than they care more than anybody else in the world. And we care more about what our spouse thinks about us than anyone else in the world, probably. So when we don't show that kavo to our spouse, it has such a profound impact. And when we do show it, the impact is extraordinary. And Revolvi writes that it may be that the most important ingredient in Shalom Bayis is when spouses are able to show kavod, respect, to one another. That's not the type of thing we usually talk about, to show respect to my spouse. In fact, we actually sometimes shudder at that concept because respect is the type of thing I show to someone I don't know. I show respect to a, to a rabbi, to a, to, a, to, a, to a president, to my boss. I don't show respect to my spouse. You're my best friend. And Rabbi says, it, it feels like it distances us. I want to read you a line from the Chazanish. Chazanish says like this. He says, L'famim sometimes, Hidyachasul bikavod, Vicharadas derech eretz marechi saron kiruv. Sometimes we think that showing kavod shows that we're not so close, because of the point we just said before. V'tzarich liyachis biyichus yoter karov. Ashe yichus michubad lo yimsalom akom. So I have, to, I have to find a way to get closer. And sometimes we feel it's, we joke around instead, we, we talk about the things that we have in common, the things that, that inside jokes, etc. But he says, we need to be careful. And I'll just tell you what it says in English. He basically says, to balance it. Because if we just are so, so, so close, so then sometimes we lose sight of what's so unique and special about our spouse. And sometimes we need to step back and treat them not from a distance, but in a certain sense from a distance. With that respect, right? As if maybe, not we just met, but I don't, I don't know you forever. And to step back and say, wow, look what's so special and beautiful in that person. And to give them that respect and honor and dignity 
that you gave them, you know, when you were dating. Because that balance is important. Sometimes we get so used to each other that we forget to just give that, that basic level of, of dignity and respect to the other person. And we were able to do so, step back and appreciate the person for who they really are. And to appreciate it, it is incredibly powerful and it's crucial for success in marriage as a result. So just to summarize what we said tonight, number one, kavod is a way of evaluating something spiritual. That's why it's the way we show the value of HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh, HaKadosh Baruch is Malach And it's also the way, of course, that we evaluate human beings because human beings are not really at our core physical. We have physical bodies, but who we are is manifested in really in our, in our, in our Shoma. And kavod is that expression of the inner value that a person has. Ravobi said that we have to first, if we want to have any appreciation to be able to give covet to somebody else, the first thing we have to do is be able to have covet for ourselves, to appreciate the value that we have inside of ourselves, and that can, is reflected in the way we treat ourselves, the way we even dress, the way we act, the way we speak. That, that reflects the way we feel about ourselves first. Once we do that, then we can talk about how we show respect to somebody else. And it all comes from that sense. Rabbi Lazar told his students, right, that the, the kavod chaverov is the most important thing. If a person can see and appreciate what, what is really there inside another person, to be mechabed milashon kaved, because they matter, then we're not just going to be successful in our personal relationships. We become a person who can see inside another person in such a beautiful way. And we also mentioned, of course, that while it's true in every, every relationship that we have, it is most powerful in our relationship with a spouse. Because in that situation, we sometimes, because we're so close, we lose that ability sometimes to step back and to be mechabed, to see the beauty, the kedusha in that person. When we can do that, then we can really find even more success in our marriages. So I uh, thank you all for uh, joining us again tonight. Uh, next week, we will meet one more time before Shavuos, and uh, looking forward to seeing you there. All the best.